everyone and welcome to another Bible study here at One Love Live at Love Walk and I pray that you are well. I want to encourage you to join us today in this very uh, special Bible study. As you know, we come together to um, read in the Word of God and study so that we can practically apply it to our lives and also to find the purpose of our lives and learn how to do that, how to fulfill that purpose. And so today we're going to be uh, studying, I think, a very special and wonderful concept, um, and that's the concept of how joy and how uh, gratitude or thankfulness to God is actually going to improve your life, strengthen your life. So I want you to go ahead and grab your Bible. Our anchor text is actually really very short and very small. It's going to be James chapter 5 verse 13. Go ahead, grab your Bible and turn to James chapter 5 verse 13. It says, Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms or let him sing praise. And so, like I said, it's a very short verse, but I think it tells us some very important things about what we can do, okay? Um, when we are feeling a certain way, it says if you're afflicted, pray. If there's a problem, pray. If you're happy, sing praise to God, okay? And I want to uh, remind you that we talked about God wanting you to be happy. There's actually a Bible study here that is literally entitled, God Wants You Happy, and that's absolutely true. But even though we delved into all of the ways that God wants you to be happy today, we're going to delve into why. Why does God want you happy? Why does God want you to have joy? Um, and what do you do? when you are happy or when you're joyful. Now, according to James chapter 5 and 13, you should praise God. You should sing psalms because joy is a gift from God. And I want you to never forget that. Joy is a gift from God. So it can never be peripheral. It can never be something small. It can never be something that's not important. If God gives you a gift, it's important, okay? It's very important. The Bible says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Think about this. That's in Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 10, which means that joy has a function. It's not just joy for the sake of joy, happy for the sake of being happy. It has a function, and that is actually where I want us to focus. I want you to understand that joy isn't just some giddy feeling. It has a function. Joy has a purpose. We all like the feeling, but it's more than just a feeling. This is why we sometimes dismiss the concept of joy and happiness, because we assume it's just a fleeting feeling. But joy gives us strength, and I would argue also endurance. And we need endurance as believers running this race for Christ. And getting to joy is an act of the will and the spirit. Never forget that. An act of the will and the spirit. And I just want to underscore that because remember the Bible says that the spirit is subject to us, okay? And that we do have the power to quench the spirit. So that means your will, you have the power to direct or to stop or to permit something in terms of your spirit. You have that. God has given you that kind of dominion. 
So what am I saying by pointing this out? It means that getting to joy, even though it's something that is spiritual as well, it's something that you must allow from your own internal will. It's a decision you make, okay? Remember how when Jesus went in the Garden of Gethsemane and he said, not my will, but thy will be done? That is what I'm talking about. It is your will that's going to allow you to make that choice to embrace joy, okay? And so, and acknowledging, it's an act of acknowledging God's contribution in your life and in your soul. And this is why the scripture says, in all things give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you. This is really very important. And I want to note that, you know, you can make your whole day happy just thinking about the goodness of God concerning you. The psalm says, Oh, magnify the Lord in Psalms chapter 34, verse 3 and 5. And that means make him and all that he has done and is doing bigger. Recall and bring it to mind. Meditate on his goodness. We have a Bible study here that's called how big is your god or how big is god to you and i'll try and link these sometimes i forget but i'm going to try and link this in the description um, but it talks about magnifying god and we magnify god not because he is small but because we are and so sometimes it's as small beings it's really hard for us to see god in a big way and that's really just the truth of it you know, or to recognize all that he is. A great example of that is to take an ant. You know, have you ever seen an ant? He'll just start crawling on you. He doesn't know what you are. You're so big to him. He doesn't know he's, he's climbing on something that is capable of moving or doing something. And so that is what happens with us. We don't realize where we are with God. We're just like this little ant crawling on his knee and we don't realize just how huge he is and so i want to encourage you to read the psalms if you have a chance whether you are happy or whether you're sad i want you to read the psalms because they're full of the magnification of god and james tells us that if we are happy we should sing songs or praises to god and why does this matter? Because for finite beings, the act of praise magnifies God through repetition and meditation. See, there is a method to it. There's a reason why God wants you to do it. It's the same way how that if we focus on some sort of perceived slight or uh, some sort of conflict, it seems to get bigger in our mind. We get angrier and more disturbed because the thoughts produce feelings. And the feelings produce an attitude through repetition. And what happens is if you get into a habit of thinking good in, an, in contrast to thinking bad or meditating on bad things, then you begin to be thankful. It will produce good feelings and over time a healthy attitude that is necessary in the difficult times. And people don't understand how being thankful, being joyful, actually gives you strength and endurance, the, the uh, power to be able to go through difficult times, uh, to be able to go through conflicts and other kinds of challenges in life. This really is what's going to get you through it. 
And so God wants joy to be like that for you. He's saying, if you are happy, think about it, sing about it, all of the glory, my glory, and you will be even happier and stronger for it, stronger for whatever you face in life. One of my favorite Psalms is Psalms 42. And there's a verse in there, uh, verse five, that tells us that God's countenance, his face, his manner of being is actually help for us. Joy, goodness, praise, these things are not fickle. They are important tools with a real function in our lives. God creates nothing without purpose. Joy and happiness has a purpose. Now, this may be a, you know, a different kind of uh, Bible study than you're used to, but I want you to understand that God isn't just saying be joyful and he isn't just saying that you, know, you should be joyful in your God just because it's a fun thing. It literally has a function. It literally produces a result. And I want to prove that to you again in Proverbs chapter 17 and 22. There is scripture all over the Bible that says this. So grab your Bible, look at Proverbs chapter 17 verse 22. It says, a merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. I'm going to read that one more time and I want you to think about it with me. In Proverbs 17 verse 22, a merry heart, a happy heart, a joyful heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Joy is good medicine. And I want to break that down. Let's understand it intrinsically and practically, okay? A joyful heart does good in the same way that medicine does. Now, why do you take medicine? We take medicine to heal. Joy, merriness, it heals. Joy is a healer. If you are skipping joy in your life, if you are skipping happiness in your life, then you're skipping strength. And according to Proverbs, you are skipping healing. It says that a broken spirit, which is sadness or depression, it dries the bones. And what happens when the bones are dry? They become brittle and they break. And what are bones to the body? They're strength to the body. Without your bones, you would just be a heap of flesh, you know. There are animals, two kinds of ways that God kind of created animals, uh, mammals. He created animals that had an exoskeleton and an internal skeleton. We are the ones that have the internal skeleton, which means he hangs all of our soft stuff on the bones. Whereas the ones that have the exoskeleton, all their soft stuff is hidden inside of the bones. And so when you have dry bones, there's no flexibility, there's no strength. Inside of every bone is something called marrow, and that marrow produces blood. Do you see how important bones are? Not only do they produce strength for you to be able to stand and walk and go where you need to do, they also produce blood, which is essential for life. So there is life in that joy. A merry heart does good like medicine. Joy is good medicine. It has healing properties. And 
I want to ask, are you sick? Are you depressed? Are you angry? Um, have you went to every doctor and prayed every prayer you know? Well, I want to ask you, have you tried joy yet? Hmm? Have you tried thankfulness? Have you tried praise? These are important and they absolutely change the context of the way your life is going. Not because I said so, because it says so in the scriptures. If you find yourself sick or in some kind of situation, some sort of ailment, have you tried joy yet? Okay, so you need joy. And note that it talks about the spirit here in this verse. It talks about um, how a broken spirit dries the bones. And I think that's really key that he said spirit. This means joy and happiness truly are an inside job. Joy is, is, is the working of a healthy spirit, a spirit that is um, not broken. See, healthy, whole, not broken, okay? Ecclesiastes says something really key in uh, chapter 9, verse 7. It says, Go thy way, eat thy bread with joy, and drink thy wine with a merry heart. For God now accepts thy works. This is so powerful. God wants us to be joyful because it has an effect on our lives. We find that it gives us strength. We find that it heals like medicine. It's healing. So joy or happiness, thankfulness, these are not just, you know, random fickle ideas and emotions. They have functions. They're powerful. And God has created them for our good. God wants your moments to be filled with a joy that provides strength, hope, and health to your continents, the way that you present in the world, the way that you feel day to day. Is your days dry or your eyes, your, your, your life dry? You know, that comes from a lack of joy. Is it just banal or banal and you just kind of hear? Well, where's the joy at? God wants your countenance joyful. And this doesn't mean running around grinning at everyone and kissing everybody and, you know, being giddy. Joy is deep and internal. It's an inside job. It's an act of the will and the spirit. I want to show you something in Psalms chapter 16, verse 11, and I'm going to reference Psalms because it's full of songs about the goodness of God and the joy that brings strength and healing. It says, in Psalms chapter 16, verse 11, Thou will show me the path of life in thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand there are pleasures forevermore. Wow, that's just like it blows the mind. Psalms 16 and 11 actually explains Psalms 17 and 15. Do you remember Psalms 17 and 15? It's, it's, it says, that in Psalm 17 and 15, that I will be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. When we awake in his likeness, because in his presence is the fullness of joy. Not just joy that I'm happy, but imagine the most joy that you could ever feel. That's what it means when it says the fullness of joy. It means the very height of joy is in his presence. And at his right hand are the pleasures forevermore. So it's important to understand what is happening when we talk about this joy. 
that God has for us. We'll be satisfied in his likeness because being with him is big joy. It's maximum joy. It's maximum contentment. Remember, joy is also a fruit of the spirit. According to Galatians chapter 5 verse 22, I want you to grab that one. Remember, joy isn't this fickle thing that children just feel running in the freedom of, of a field or you know, playing with toys. Joy is for you as an adult in whatever phase of life that you're in. And it is a fruit of the spirit, just like peace. Now, let's look at Romans chapter 15 and 13. This is really powerful. It says, now the God of hope, think about what they called God. Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. These are really important words. It's not just beautiful words. Okay, I'm going to agree. They're very poetic and beautiful words. But you see, joy and peace have a function. They are not just good feelings to savor. According to Romans 15 and 13, which we just read, they make you abound with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. See, it's more of God's math. We miss the hidden word problems and equations in the scripture that gives us definitive formulas for things like hope and contentment. And why is your focus on thankfulness to God for his goodness and glory so important? It's because we acknowledge the paradox of God's amazing love. See, hope is what you need to take that next step. Remember I told you that, you know, joy has an endurance component to it? Well, that's it. Hope hope gives you this endurance to take another step because you believe. And do you remember how important hope is toward faith? Faith, it's evidence for what we hope for. If you don't hope for anything, you don't need any faith for anything, right? So hope is important. It's an important element. And we get to hope by joy and peace. That's God's math, God's economy, how things add up and square up in God's accounting. And we have to learn this so that we can put these pieces together and understand that these gifts, they have functions. They're not just cool ideas. They're not just feelings. They're not just thoughts or abstract ideas. See. An almighty and all-powerful God reached down from heaven into the dirt to be mindful of these tiny lumps of clay, which is you and I. We should rejoice simply because God has made the day, simply for that reason, like it says in Psalms chapter 118, verse 24. This was my favorite verse when I became a new believer. This is the day that the Lord has made we will be glad in it. We will rejoice and be glad in it simply because God made the day. Surely the one who made the day will have mastery over that day and what happens in that day. So why are you worrying and fretful and fearful about what will happen in that day? You see, God's paradox of love is that the greater reaches out to the lesser. He's been reaching out to us for centuries 
through the annals of time and ages to reach us through various methods and covenants to get to us because of his great love. You see, this strong that supports the weak is the concept of God. Okay, that is why God takes no pleasure in those who are strong pressing down the weak. There's no, there's no glory in that. And we see this even in the heavens as large bodies pull smaller ones into their gravitational field. So imagine with me, if you will, a strong fighter or a soldier or a man of war that's clad in all of this body armor and there's a sword on his hip or some kind of weapon and he's huge and muscular and big, but in his arms, He's cradling a tiny newborn baby. He's cuddling it near. He's dispelling its fear and discomfort. This is the God of hosts carrying us. The very God who is known as the God of angel armies is carrying us and continually cooing to us to say, fear not, I am with you, I will keep you. And then, I want to prove this. In Isaiah chapter 46, verse 4, there is a verse that says, Even to whores' hairs will I carry you. Now, basically what he's saying is even to white hair, and when your hair is completely turned white, when you become an old man or an old woman, I will carry you. Remember that big, strong father that we just envisioned who was a soldier holding that little baby, that's God saying, I will still carry you even after you are old. That imagery always looked odd to me when I was younger and I used to read the Bible. And even though I really like this scripture, it just seemed odd. I, I couldn't sort of visualize, you know, a big strong God carrying an old man. It just seemed kind of weird to me. but. God is carrying your soul. That's what he's telling you. He is the Lord of hosts, but his compassion wants to see to the health of your soul, which includes joy. Remember that medicine we talked about? The soul is evergreen. That's what you have to understand. It's evergreen. It's always the baby in his arms. You will hear pastors and psychologists talk about this little girl or the little boy inside, you know, this very popular thing to say, but that is the soul that feels what it feels and wants what it wants and requires quieting just like a little baby. God is that father holding his crying baby near. He's holding your soul near. How can God comfort you if you will not read his word, if you will not sing joyfully to your God so that he may fill you with all hope? Remember what Jesus said in John chapter 6, verse 63. Jesus said this, so take note. It is the spirit that quickens, the flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you are spirit and they are life. God wants to wrap you in spiritual arms and comfort you so that no matter what is going on around you, you know that he is there and he can comfort you and you can take joy for strength, 
for endurance, for healing, and for hope. Joy is not a small thing. It's a necessary thing, and it has a very vital function in your life, and I want you to embrace it. I want to encourage you to go ahead and find the scriptures, find Psalms, if you will, read Isaiah chapter 46, read uh, Psalms uh, chapter 42, and see how the God who loves you wants to embrace you with his spiritual words and give you joy and give you peace that leads to hope and endurance and healing because it will heal you like medicine. God bless you. Bye.